What's up, guys? I'm Cora. And I'm Sharon. And this is Learning on the Job, a podcast for moms. Join us as we talk about our highs and lows and everything in between on this journey of motherhood. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Learning on the Job podcast. It is so great to have you here and to be back for another episode. I think that we're finally kind of in the swing of things today as far as getting back to our regularly scheduled content. So I'm excited to sit down with you, Sharon, and chat with you. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm excited too. Uh, We're trying to get back in the swing of things at least. Um, I, it is just, I'm going to go ahead and say it right now. I feel like my oh shit for today is that it's so freaking hot. Oh, I know. Like, That's I, just made it hard mm-hmm. to do everything. Like for instance, when we went to the zoo this week, um, which was yeah. a fun time, uh, Sharon and I went with our friend and repeat guest Hovita, uh, to the zoo, but what, by like 1230, we had to call it a day because it was already so hot. And we got there at 10. I know. Probably (laughs) didn't even really start, like, getting and going, seeing the animals until, like, 1030. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I think the heat really only allowed us to get, like, two hours in, which I think is still pretty good for toddlers, but... Just unfortunate. Well, and it really wasn't packed either, uh, thankfully. Yes, probably because of the heat. Yeah, so it's not like we couldn't see anything. It's not... And I mean, even the indoor parts weren't super packed or anything. And Jake even let Jenny walk around a little bit. And we we didn't even use our little like backpack thing, but maybe once to let her walk around. And she just started to slow down a little bit. So we ended up just putting her back into her little wagon and she was fine. But yeah, it really wasn't packed. I think the only downside was that we got there only an hour after it opening. But like you said, we didn't get going till 1030. But none of the concession stands, none of the food stands or anything open until like 11, 1130. Yeah. And because we were, you know, there and gone so quickly, a lot of the like, I don't know, not exhibits, kind of, I mean, kind of exhibits, but you know, they do like people coming out and talking and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. We, uh, you know, I think we got there like right as either one wave of those shows was starting and we missed them. And then the next wave wouldn't have been until a little later. So, yeah, uh, I think the only thing that was actually going on whenever we got there was that little toddler area, not the carnival portion, but the that Kronkowski toddler portion. Uh, I think they had the dance party going oh. on because I saw a sign for it outside uh, and then they had the little like wands and, that kids were waving around. Um, but other than that, yeah, there really wasn't much going on. Um, but we we got a good deal. We were able to get that. Mm-hmm. You know, you came you came across the deal that basically we paid for uh, an any day ticket and it gave us a um, year's worth of you know free pass. It was like an annual pass essentially. So. Uh, that's really nice and just having that having the like reusable cup and everything from last year it makes it actually a really low cost activity so um and mm-hmm. really good um and I, I was a little worried because you know Chris didn't come so it was just me like handling Claire by myself and I was a little worried how that was going to go at like you know I mean it's not an amusement park but it's the closest thing to mm-hmm. an amusement park uh you know just in 
we we did good so i think that it's something that i definitely plan on doing again soon i think maybe next time we'll just go maybe one morning like during the week or something um and just spend as much time there until she's ready to go type of thing so yeah i'm excited about it yeah me too we're really excited to have the passes and i don't know how much we're gonna go with it being so hot right now i would imagine that jake and i would probably go a few times throughout the summer maybe during some of the times whenever we're off or maybe on the weekends or something but it's just so hot if we do go we're gonna pretty much do the exact same thing get there around opening and then leave by lunchtime oh yeah definitely and I think you know it was one thing when there was like a group of people getting together but um you know if I just plan you know get a bag together the night before we can just wake up and get going and it's only about a 30 minute drive from my house so Mm -hmm. I mean I could truly get there right at opening and even if we only stayed till like 12 12 30 when it starts getting really hot like we have had you know a good amount of time there Uh, maybe catch some of the morning activities that first round that they they do some things you know they do more weekly things I, I don't know why but sometimes it feels like they don't do as many things on Sunday at the zoo um yeah which is weird to me because you know, families for the most part I'm, can only go on Saturdays and Sundays. So I don't know. Yeah. But just an exciting thing to do. Uh, I think Claire really enjoyed it. And so we're going to keep doing that. But um, yeah, Jenny really enjoyed it. She liked quacking at the flamingos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, all birds are just ducks right now. But I'm also excited to see what all of the member perks are uh, for the member only events because now that we have the year passes, we get invited to all of the member only events. So I know that we all talked about it. There's going to be something around Christmas and Halloween whenever they do like the little, um, like boobash type stuff and then the Christmas lights. But I will say I was, I was, I've always been told not to go on locals day or anything where the entire city gets a discount or whatever, because everyone and their grandma goes. Of course. And, you know, I mean, I think, you know, obviously we live in like the greater San Antonio area. So we're talking about the San Antonio zoo, but a lot of zoos do deals like this, especially this time of year. Um, Mm -hmm. so definitely if you're listening, you know, check out, see if your zoo's got any kind of deals because it's a good investment to have like something to do for your toddlers and even your older kiddos for the year. And I don't know if we actually specified it. I know we said that we got the membership, but we got not just a season membership. We got a full year. Yeah. It's it's an annual. Mm hmm. Yeah. Um, And I know we're we're also near a Six Flags. And so if you're near an amusement park or a Six Flags or anything like that, uh, maybe even SeaWorld does it too. But I know Six Flags at one point, they did a deal very similar where you paid for a day or Mm -hmm. something small and then you got a whole season or a whole year with, with that deal. SeaWorld did run a promotion like that for a while, I remember. And I'm sure Six Flags um, has done it too a couple of times. I just Um, feel like Erica got the Six Flags one one time whenever they were doing it. Because I think there's a park up near her. Oh, yeah. You know what? I do uh, remember that. I used to have um, a Six Flags gold card. So I basically Mm -hmm. paid like a monthly fee. And the fee was really cheap, actually. It was like... 
I don't know, I think I paid like $8, $9 a person a month. Um, mm-hmm. So for me and Chris, so maybe like $18 came out of my bank total and we had like, you know, basically free. We could go to Six Flags anytime. We got like a percentage off of food when we went. We got um, was that what y'all had where y'all could take guests? I yeah, think y'all invited had, me and Jake one time. Yes, and we had like a coupon book where like, you know, on certain days we could bring people or we would get coupons for like discounted tickets for friends and um, mm. just, yeah, and it was it was a really good deal, honestly. I mean, considering is kind of like leasing a Six Flags pass essentially, but it came mm-hmm. with a lot of perks and I enjoyed it for a time, but I remember I stopped it during COVID and they um, were like are you sure we'll just make you only pay us like three dollars a month and I like considered it I was like that's pretty cheap <laughs> but I was like no because because they were also closed like you know they weren't allowed to have yeah. people there so that's why people were canceling their memberships I was like I don't know when I'm even gonna go to Six Flags again <laughs> I need money right now <laughs> and Six Flags is yeah. like just we'll just you don't have to give us all of it but give us something <laughs> I was like <laughs> no sorry <laughs> but maybe one day I'll go back to that deal that's funny I know we went to Six Flags around the tail end of COVID like it was maybe a month before we found out we were pregnant with Jenny because we had some friends who were staying in the area or maybe they were staying with us I think they stayed with us and they were up for a weekend and they came up because they wanted to go to Six Flags for their son's birthday and so we went with them and i I always think it was it's funny because I was talking with his wife um, and we were just talking about like how we've been trying for almost a year to get pregnant and just going through all of this stuff. And she was telling me some of her tricks or some of the things that she knows. And then literally the next month, like just a few weeks later, we found out that we were pregnant. And so the next time that we saw them in person, she and I were talking and she was so excited because she was like, we were just talking about it before you told us. (laughs) I know. It's just like meant to be. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy because, um, to think like you came to, uh, Claire's like gender reveal party and you were definitely pregnant at that time but none of us knew it yeah like but it was like there were two babies there we just didn't know (laughs) I know I thought about that too because um I don't even know I don't know where the pictures went on my phone I thought I haven't seen them but I remember after we got pregnant um after we found out I was going back through my phone trying to find pictures of a time whenever like I was in a picture and didn't know that I was pregnant and I don't take many pictures of myself so I took a selfie on my right before I left to go to your gender reveal and that was the only picture that I think I had that I was like this date like this lines up I had to have been pregnant whenever I went and we just did not know it I took, I mean, I actually, I mean, I'm a weirdo, so I'm taking pictures like all the time. So I have a lot of pictures of when I didn't know I was pregnant. Actually, a couple of pictures where I didn't know where I was pregnant, but I was like, is it possible I could be pregnant? Because I'm feeling really like uh, bloated all the time, Um, but not even taking that like seriously or anything. Um, But I posted a picture on Thanksgiving and it was like, me and the family or something like that and it was like me and Chris and the dogs but like I didn't know it but like Claire was in that picture too (laughs) yeah I had no symptoms 
at all. It, yeah. If you if you want to know our birth stories, go all the way back to like our very first episode. Yes. But uh, yeah, I took a pregnancy. I mean, I was taking pregnancy tests like once a month, and I just on a whim was like, you know what? Maybe it's today. Let's do it. (laughs) For me, I think it, I mean, yeah, I think there was like one week where I was starting to feel really bloated. And then the next week I started to feel really sick. And that was the week I was like, well, maybe I'll take a pregnancy test. And I took it and I was like, yeah, I'm super, super pregnant. I, I think um, the, the uh, pregnancy test didn't even like take the whole five minutes I think maybe I was like not even quite done peeing before it turned positive it was like super pregnant and so Mm -hmm. I thought when I saw that that I was going to the doctor and I was going to be like 12 weeks along some crap like that I was like you know I'm going to be on an episode if I didn't know I was pregnant and then (laughs) she she tells me I'm five weeks I was like man that's like people that's like a missed period not even yet for some people like oh dude yeah because so I I bought I mean because we were trying for so long I just bought off Amazon like a big box of the little the little cheap strips yeah and which are actually uh, effective or oh yeah for sure I highly recommend those they're cheap and they're effective and then I had the first the like actual digital ones yeah on for like standby. if you get a positive exactly yeah because those are expensive you don't you want to have you them want... just to make sure but you don't want to use <laughs> them all the time yeah, those are like... like a just whenever the the little cheap one is pregnant pink. okay yeah. then we'll try it okay <laughs> but i uh i would use a cup i would pee in a cup and then i dip it in there and then i don't get it on and everywhere but no I I did the same thing it was but it was just like I like barely dipped it in and it was already like immediately positive like I will say I will say yeah like I remember I dipped it in and then I just picked it up and I was looking at it and I just watched it to to go positive like right before my eyes and I was like holy shit I was like oh that's super positive yeah yeah and then we went to the doctor the next week because we found out the Friday before Easter so we were going out of town that day and we went to the doctor a week later and they told us we were only four weeks along. So just, I got a positive at three weeks pregnant. Yeah, it's just like... And, it, and I got a positive digital too. So like that's why my family really thinks that they that Ginny's gestational age was wrong from the beginning. Especially because she came two weeks early and was seven pounds, 11 ounces. And so my family is like, I don't know if she would have made it two more weeks. Like, I think you're just a farther along. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing now that you mentioned that is I like my first doctor's appointment wasn't for another like week or two. So I Mm -hmm. mean, I guess when I my pregnancy test was positive, it was like three Three or four weeks, which is ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know. But it, it is crazy. Um, But I also have wondered the same thing about uh, Claire. Um, I mean, I ended up having, you know, my C-section and everything and it was scheduled, but she only came like hours before her due date. And I just feel like maybe it was actually supposed to be earlier. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but. But I think this is a good time to jump into today's episode. And yeah. our topic is on boundaries. And so Cora, I want to ask you whenever you think of boundaries and 
the whole theme of our podcast. What do you think of? Because I feel like a bunch of people could take this multiple ways. Yeah, well, I mean, first of all, I think you hear the word boundaries and you relate it to your children. And there are like many different facets of what that Mm -hmm. could mean. Because, um, I mean, there's like boundaries for like how you're going to live your life and how you're going to what like what energy you're going to allow to come into your life and your child's life. And that's something that like as parents that we kind of have um, control over, quote unquote. And I think, you know, one of the things that we think about from like the earliest on, but then obviously as your child grows, it's also about setting boundaries with them and what that looks like and mm-hmm. you know how how you're going to help really shape them into the person they're going to become so yeah I mean I think that it's it's a really complex layered um topic for sure when it especially when it comes to parenting um yeah. but what about you when you think of you know setting boundaries what what boundaries do you feel like at this point that you have um had goals to set or and have you you know reached those do you feel so I think right now our biggest as, as Jenny's approaching the age of two our biggest boundary or our biggest thing that we're doing is setting boundaries in our household so making sure that she knows that we're the parents we are the like learning the distinction between authority figures and friends because I mean right now this is where they start testing those limits. Like Jenny tries to climb on something and we tell her no. And she looks at us and smiles because she knows she's not supposed to do it. And she has learned how to say, get down and sit down. And she climbs on something and stares at us waiting for us to say, get down. And she'll even look at us and say, get down, get down. Like, cause she knows it. And she's waiting for us to say it. And so Jake and I are kind of trying to find this line of if she's doing something and we're we need to set a boundary for safety reasons we're trying to make sure that she still learns her lesson in the sense like she needs to learn that things can hurt so if she's doing there's that I think it's a sound on TikTok or something that goes around social media but like you shouldn't interfere with your children when they are doing dangerous things safely Safely. yes we've talked about this yeah, so we we definitely try to watch that. We try not to stop her whenever she's doing a bun- like whenever she's doing certain things because she does need to learn. If she falls, she's going to get hurt. But obviously, we don't want her to we don't want to just say, "Okay, walk down the stairs and if you fall and tumble all the way down, you'll you'll learn your lesson." Like Yeah, so you have it's to find stuff like that. I agree. Um I mean, first of all, I've had very uh, similar experiences with Claire obviously it, it is a very much like an age thing they get to this age mm-hmm. they um they're learning those phrases because we're trying to instill those phrases instill a meaning and they're starting to get it and they think that's funny so yeah. it's a developmental thing um we um you know have those same struggles I think two things for me is one um in those moments especially right now it is sometimes so hard to not look at that child and think you were the cutest thing in the world and just want to <laughs> laugh during those moments and it's like I have to be a serious parent right now <laughs> like yeah you are not doing something that you're not supposed to be doing um but I you know I don't know for me it's just been consistency 
I definitely I I definitely do agree with like the natural consequences for things safely like when she's running too much I'm trying I'm trying to get her to stop but then she trips and falls I'm like that's why we're not supposed to be running in the house right that's why we don't run and you just kind of instill that even though I don't want her to hurt herself but then when she's jumping on the couch which she regularly tries to do Mm-hmm. And we're continually having to just consistently instill in her, if we don't jump on the couch, just sit on your bottom or you have to get down and yeah. sticking to that. That's, I think the hardest for me um, is, you know, wanting to ignore it um, for a minute, but, but she's going to fall. Like she's, she's done it a couple of times already. Yeah. So having to continually go back to her and be consistent and then be like, all right, well then I'm going to, you're going to have to get down and making her get down when she does it and so on and so forth. Um, yeah, I agree. I think the consistency is something that we're really trying to work on too, because sometimes sometimes you're just so tired that you want to give in. And sometimes you're wanting to give them a chance to actually learn and not just say no the entire time and never give them time to grow. Uh, so we have the same issues with the couch. And sometimes if I'm, if Jake is doing something else and I'm sitting on the couch, and she's constantly wanting up but all she's wanting to do is crawl and walk and jump on the couch and play on it and I tell her if you don't sit down you're going to have to get down and she doesn't listen so then I put her down she cries and gets fussy and I'll probably give her one or two more chances to actually sit down but then as soon as she starts to try and play around, jump, do whatever, then I get her, I put her down and eventually I'll just sit on the floor because she only wants on the couch because I'm on the couch. Yeah. If I'm not on the couch, she could care less about yeah, it. Yeah, sometimes that's that's the form of redirection that you have to do. You have to do yeah. whatever it is that makes it work. Another thing that I have found um, helpful in, in any situation is like, you know, try and give her a solution that's hers that, you know, mm-hmm. to you know, so, um, and you know, we just got a nugget, for instance. So like, yeah, letting her know, like, hey, this is the couch you were allowed to jump and play on. You know, you can't jump on the big couch, but you can jump on this one. She's got a floor bed in her room, like letting her know, like, you can jump on this bed because it's right on the floor, but we're not jumping on the couch that's higher up that you could fall off of. And so I think, um, I mean, you know, you guys have a nugget. So like, that's a similar um, situation with that. Um, but that's literally the whole, like one of the whole reasons why we took the playpen down to be able to actually utilize the nugget because we just found that she is she's wanting to try to do these developmental things mm-hmm. and we just don't have a space for her to do that so being able to set the nugget up where she can climb and slide down it she can jump on it if we set it up for that or whatever like she this is her jungle gym right there and then going outside and she has her little slide so she can climb up those stairs and then slide down but it's like she's just they're in that stage right now where they're like I can climb on this toy but I can't climb on this toy and so they're trying to figure out like why can't I stand in my chair it's a toy and I can sit on it but I can't stand on it yeah and and so things like that yeah it's and it's just it's interesting because I knew as much as I I thought I knew going into this that like, you know, they're a little human. They have to learn literally mm-hmm. every single part of like what being a human is. But it's interesting to watch what things their little brains get stuck on as far as like pattern recognition and yeah. trying to understand quote unquote societal norms because they're watching our behavior, they're modeling, you know, and they're trying to 
test boundaries with us. They do see that we're their caretakers. Um, and, you know, I think, you know, to, they, they are understanding that we're also, I mean, you know, all the facets of what being a parent is that we're a disciplinarian yeah. at times where someone, you know, but ultimately we're the person that helps them and keeps them safe. And that's why they should listen to us. So I don't know. That's yeah. Doing over here at least. Yeah. And I mean, I know that, I know that eventually Ginny is going to start testing boundaries. Like at grandma's house, there's not as many rules as there are at mommy and daddy's house or at grandma's house. She can do stuff that she's not allowed to do at our house. And that's just something that like people say, being a grandparent, you get to make your own rules. And so I know that there's, there's already been some like back and forth with, I know my mom on some things. And I mean, right. Really the, the biggest thing that we had was, um Ginny's milk allergy so we had some family members who tried to give her ice cream or whatever whenever she had whenever she couldn't have dairy and we had to like get down on them and say no you can't do that it's not like she's allergic it's not just oh it'll upset her tummy no like it it it'll yes it'll sick. upset her it'll upset her stomach but like, yeah it'll, it'll make her sick well, you don't want to do like, that why would you want to upset like you're an adult you know yeah. what an upset stomach is it's not a fun experience like i don't know it's not and always I worth mean, ice cream yeah and i know that there's like some people in our family who they like they're not around for every day so they forget and so i can understand that but it's more so right now i i Ginny doesn't see our family as much just because of how far we away we live. But I know that Ginny's starting to get to that age where she's starting to talk. She's starting to ask for things. And so whenever she is with family members, we're we know that we're gonna have start having some struggles and issues of trying to say, like, tell tell family members, no, she cannot have this. And she asking for it when she's over there and then just giving it to her. So it's kind of like, I don't know if we talked about it on here. I think it was on the podcast that we talked about, but like Ginny with the sucker. As far as I know, she's never had a sucker before. Um, but like you pointed out, like it's possible that my mom gave her a sucker and I don't know about it. Um, so things like so that. Just and do things like that. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it's it's going to be a struggle and it's going to be a battle because like just knowing my mom she's just that person who she'll look straight at you and be like oh it's fine and she'll like walk away and just give her whatever so I've been mostly fortunate in the sense that like I mean if there's a boundary that I want set in those terms like both my parents and my in-laws um are you know very um open-minded people that they'll they'll be willing to hear me and mm-hmm. listen um and and in honor whatever mine and Chris's wishes are with Claire um that's great sometimes I'm not great at communicating whatever those boundaries are I think that's something that's a personal thing for me that I need to work on I just have a hard time especially with my own parents like setting boundaries uh being like no you shouldn't do this um um and like that's something that I don't know I think it's just because they've just done so much for me I have a hard time being like hey can you like 
can I be a little bit more particular about how you assist me with caring for my child? Um, yeah. But I try, you know, they and they they do, you know, try and model things how Chris and I do for the most part. But obviously, like I've seen my mom, uh, like I remember when she was really, really young, she was probably only like four months old. Um, and I was going to give her something. I was going to give her like a little bit of pumpkin on Thanksgiving. Oh, but my I mom had, like give her gave her some whipped cream before I could. And I wasn't mad about it, but it was just because I was going to do it. And I had even said that I was going to do it, but I was just mad that she just did it. I don't know. So it's just like little things like that. Uh, um, I have like issues with, but it's like, is it an issue that I really want to like make a big deal out of? Or is it something that I should just get past? So that's, I don't know, just yeah. my own personal thing. I kind of have the that same struggle. And my thing is more so like my mom wants to know why. And if I have a good, if I have a good reason, then my mom will respect it if it makes sense. But like sometimes to me, it's like, that's just the decision I made. And in my head, that should be enough because I'm Jenny's parent. Yeah. But I mean, sometimes... I just don't know how to convey that and kind of like you, like, I don't want to argue with my mom over something that is actually small in the grand scheme of things. But to me, it's like, I don't want to back down on this because I've made this decision. And so you just need to respect it. And so that is something that it's just going to get worse as Jenny gets older. And I mean, I know that my mom has that struggle with my grandma and it's, it's just one of those things that come with being a parent (laughs) yeah and I mean I've seen like my my brother like he has had his own like I don't know I'm not gonna say boundary issues with my parents but I mean definitely like times where he's been like at odds with them um just over how uh he wants to you know make choices about his life and that affect like how he raises his family and stuff and um mm-hmm. I mean and they I want to say I guess like me well meaningly overstep sometimes just because they're just excited mm-hmm. and they love too much sometimes but yeah uh, so I don't know I I can see like that being something that I potentially deal with in the future but I just like I said it's just I I know they're always coming from a good place so it's always hard for me but you know I I guess I just want to pick and choose my battles as far as like if I really think it's something that's going to like affect Claire in a, in a truly negative way then obviously I need to like say something um or if it's something you know m- maybe it's not as important to me but it's really important to Chris like I also want to respect his yeah like how he wants to see things done too um with how his child's raised I mean we're we try and be a partnership like that but I don't know those are just I think the struggles that I mostly face is just being an advocate for myself. Yeah, I know one of the other boundaries, uh, just talking on like being a partnership is with me and Jake. And this is, it's a boundary of authority with Jenny, but it's also just um, like a connection with me and Jake is there's going to be times whenever we dis- whenever one of us disagrees with how the other is handling a situation. And right now is the time whenever we're trying to work out some of our kinks 
in our dynamic of it because we've never had to do this before. So yeah, every, no, every day is literally that. something new. And there's times whenever Ginny is there, there's times whenever Ginny is just being very frustrating and we're tired. So we're at our wits end and we're a little more snappy than normal. Oh, yeah. And so usual, so then in, in those times, whichever one of us is in that mood or whichever one of us is the one actually there in the moment, whenever Ginny throws her fork or throws her food on the ground or whatever it is, we snap and it's like, no ma'am. And we get a little more frustrated with her and uh, I mean, we it, this even happens with the dog, too. But yep. um, in the moment, like, sometimes Jake will make a decision and say no, and he'll take something away. Or if I, like, sometimes, like, like we've talked about before, we're with them nine, 99% of the time. And so I know whenever Jenny is throwing her food or whatever usually she wants water or sometimes she's just overwhelmed by the food being on her plate I have to take it away and give her one piece at a time or give her a little bit at a time yeah, or something. you know the, it's a struggle being the primary parent and trying mm-hmm. to explain to the other person like hey we need to do it this way and it not coming off like I know better than you it's just like I'm I'm not trying to say I know better than you I just am I've been in this situation before and it's like, I yeah, know it's like, how to yeah, get exactly. Out of it. It's like I'm just more experienced. And I, like I don't know how to say it without coming across as like arrogant. I'm not trying to say it, it's just I do this more regularly on a daily basis. It's a situation I come across very frequently. So I'm just trying to provide some insight on how to yeah. handle it. I I mean, I recently had like a similar situation. Um, you know, Claire was getting fussy. We were getting, you know, he's trying to cook dinner she's getting fussy I'm trying to get her inside um she's not wanting to go it's getting frustrating for everyone she's got she's got her toys I think she dropped one of them and that was mm-hmm. part of the problem because she's wanting to grab them I know that she just wants to bring her toys in inside with her but I don't know he he just thought that she was just being difficult for whatever reason so he like grabbed the toys and was like and then like picked her up and took her inside of course she like threw a freaking fit she was so upset and I was like, she just wants her toys. And we like went and grabbed them and I handed them back to her and she like stopped crying. And I was like, look, mm-hmm. I'm not, I was not trying to, I just could tell like what she, I knew she, she would come inside. She was just kind of being slow about it. She, but I, I just knew that if you took the toys away, it was just going to make it worse. And it was like, I didn't mean anything by it. I was just something yeah. I, I watch happen every day. <laughs> I mean, that yeah, there's been times whenever like with the food, I'm trying to do what I'm what I know Jenny needs and Jake's trying to hand her water because I mean he's not wrong in the sense that a lot of times whenever she doesn't want to eat she's thirsty and she's Mm -hmm. she's still learning how to ask how to say like I want I want water but I still want to eat so she's thinking I'm all done with food for right this second I want water now and then like she'll switch back and she Jake just tries to hand her the water and then she throws it across the room. So it makes me even more frustrated because he's interfering with what I'm trying to do and trying to calm her down. And yeah, we've had similar things where one of a, like he'll, he or I tries to rectify the situation and it makes it worse or it doesn't actually fix it. And the other person is like, she wants this. And our biggest thing that we've 
we've both said to each other is we don't want to we don't want the other person to contradict us whenever we are actually punishing her like whenever she gets to that age where she can see one parent is softer than the other or one parent will or even if both of us do it she doesn't want to we don't want her to see that we could just change our mind or that oh you're punishing me now well this one won't do that oh you're punishing me okay well I'll just go over to this one and so Jake and I we got into one like discussion one time because and I think it was with Padfoot he he gets so excited and he can't control his tail and he hits Ginny in the face with his tail all the time and Jake got really frustrated and like shoved Padfoot away from Ginny because and in his mind he's trying to protect her which I completely understand. And so I tried, I stayed calm. I didn't say anything, but then like Jake knew that I was frustrated. And so he started getting frustrated, even though I didn't mention anything. And I had to tell him there's going to be times when I don't agree with what you're doing in the moment. And if it is, if I really feel like it is a danger, or if I really feel like you should not do that, I'm going to step in, in the moment, but for stuff like this, like even with Ginny, there's going to be times whenever I don't agree and you're going to have to ignore my face or ignore whatever, ignore whatever I'm doing because you better believe as soon as we get behind our a closed door and we're by ourselves, I'm going to tell you that I did not agree and that next time don't do it that way because I'm not just going to let you do that if I, if I disagree. And there's, like I said, I'm not going to interfere in the moment because it's not a danger like I don't need to but I'm going to make it known to you that I don't agree and so that's something that we're still trying to figure out is like there's going to be times whenever the other person doesn't agree and we're going to have to figure out how to communicate that and still not and still not let it come off as oh we punished you this day but tomorrow we're gonna loosen it like no you punished her like you're gonna we'll follow through with with it it's it's up to you to make the decision in the moment but I don't agree with it so next time we're not gonna do that (laughs) we're not gonna handle it that way I think that for us you know jerk knee-jerk reaction punishments are not really like hopeful hopefully how we're gonna do things I don't really I don't like that you know it's just like oh mm-hmm. I understand sometimes like I feel like that's the times that empty threats are made and then times where you maybe want to make an empty threat but then you get yourself in a situation where you have to follow through with something that you don't even necessarily want to follow through with just because you have to teach a lesson um yeah so I like I really uh, think that like our game plan is to try and you know, be like, I mean, to some extent, especially when they're younger, it's hard to, you know, uh, little things like I'm going to take this away, you know, and I think that those are the times I definitely agree. It's kind of like one person has to step back, even if they don't agree with how it's going and just like, let it, let it go and then let them know later. Like Overall, I would like to think that, you know, we're going to try and make decisions as far as, um, you know, how, what, punishments are going to be what discipline is going to be together and it'll be more of a like well you know you did this you know you're going to be in trouble for this we're going to have to talk about Mm -hmm. this later and and just kind of let them know um yeah I don't know maybe we'll do I'm not really sure exactly what we're going to do as far as like maybe timeout or like things like that I feel like I probably will do timeout um so you know I could see a situation like oh you know maybe put you in timeout and then 
go have a conversation with dad and then we get back together and talk about like what's going to happen and why it's going to happen this way because yeah touch on it I mean I will say good thing right now Ginny's so little we haven't really had many knee-jerk reactions other than just anger and for or frustration yeah which is so So, normal at this age like yeah like you're frustrated and there's there's really no punishment to do in the moment other than like me just getting fed up and putting her on the ground if she's trying to jump on the couch and just letting her cry and it's like things like that there definitely have been a few moments where some type of reaction like that like if jake took a toy away or if jake if I or if like if I put her on the ground and just let her cry and then Jake picked her back up a few minutes later because he was tired of hearing her cry things like that and I told him okay fine like if you if you go behind me like then next time she cries you have to be the one to put her on the ground and we don't get to pick her back up and so things like that I I do agree that I hope I would my goal is that as she gets older and becomes of an like gets to an age where like a knee-jerk reaction would be go to your room or do whatever that yeah we don't I don't want us to make punishments in the moment I want if anything I want the extent of it to be go to your room and then like a punishment will come later when after we can discuss like okay what do we think the best course of action is after we've had time to calm down because Sometimes right now, I know Jake and I have had to have those talks. Like, if I'm the cal- if I'm being the calm one in the moment, like she's just upset. She's just feeling her feelings, and she doesn't like she she doesn't know why she's crying, or she doesn't know what she wants, and she's trying to tell us and doesn't know how. Um, so yeah, I I agree that I hope we can get to a point where we don't do knee jerk reactions. Um, as for timeout, I. I never thought that I would say this, but, and I mean, I, this is going to be something that Jake and I discuss whenever we get to that point, but I feel like I don't want to do time out or I don't want to call it time out, I guess. I kind of want to form it around what they do at daycare just because then it'll be consistent with disciplinary acts that Jenny gets at school. And it's just like a quiet table where they get taken away from the toys and they just have to sit at this table and they kind of redirect their attention. Um, so Jenny's had to sit there a few times for biting and not like she wasn't being mean in the sense like she wasn't trying to take a toy from somebody and they and then she bit them. Um, but anytime any of the kids bite somebody, for instance, they have to go sit at this table and they try to like give them time to calm down, give them time to redirect their attention and any of their anger and maybe they'll color or do something else but they they don't get to play with the other kids they don't get to play with toys so I really don't know how that's gonna look at home at the moment but I do want to I do want to do some form of timeout where like yes you're going to be removed from whatever is going on over here I agree I think um you know, I want to do something similar to that where it's like we're not we're just not just getting stuck in a corner necessarily. But like, mm-hmm. you know, we go to the table and we sit down and we're just going to sit there and you can you can read a book until 
dad gets home or whatever you know like yeah. you need some time to just sit here or um, yeah. and I agree have quiet time um but also I think and with all of anything I do with Claire I just I really want to be um a clear communicator with her about like what why we're doing what we're doing so that it, nothing that I'm doing for her f- is or feels meaningless to her like mm-hmm. you know what I mean like there's always a, a lesson behind it or there's always a reason behind it it's not just I'm, I I want to try and you know make a conscious effort to not just do things off of emotion um because you know I I also find you know especially because she's she's young right now and there's a lot going on and everything that she's into is very loud and colorful and vibrant and just overstimulating for mom who's got her brain going a thousand different directions and so I do find myself sometimes getting like snappy and and things like that and sh- and then I have to remind myself like she's just a toddler she cannot help it whatsoever like yeah. we're gonna ha- we have to work through it another way because this is not the way um and you know as she gets older it's only gonna be this it's more of the same just like she's just a little human that's like still learning and we're gonna have to find a way yeah. to handle this the way she's explained to her why she's making you mad why she's making you frustrated um if there's a way that we can help it find a way to help it that's not screaming at her yeah so things like that one not that i that scream I'm... at her but you know what i mean <laughs> yeah one thing that i read and this is going to be something that i'm gonna have to work on i feel like i over explain things because sometimes i read fe- people's facial expressions and like jake his facial expression won't change. So to me in my head, it's like you're looking at me with a blank expression. So I feel like I have to keep talking I because you're that. not giving me any that's just you're men. not being a good listener. Yeah. <laughs> that's just men. <laughs> well, and then like children too. I I would not be a very good elementary school teacher or children anybody. I don't even know if I could teach high school. I would love I wanted to teach high school at one point, but I don't know if I could teach anything below college or below high school, at least. Um, because your kids staring at their phones or kids staring at me like I'm gonna just keep talking for miles until I get some type of feedback like yes you're understanding what I'm saying but the thing that I read said that it, it was talking about trying to find the balance between being your parent between being the child's parent but also being their comfort place because that's something like we touched on it in a past episode um like we want to be their friends but we don't want to be their friend we still want to be their parent and trying to get them to see that distinction like you can tell me whatever it is and be op- upfront, and you're probably going to get in trouble for something for things but you're not going to get in trouble in the moment because you're being honest and coming forward things like that and trying to just get that distinction but whenever you're setting the boundaries or whenever you're explaining to them different things right like whenever they're super little you don't want to explain too much because as like you can't touch the stove for all these reasons a through z because they can't comprehend it it's hot it's too hot yeah it's hot it hurts like you oh, have to geez. keep it simple. And then even as they get older, you don't want to over explain because then they're going to feel like you're, you're um, 
oh, what's the word? Your momentum of the punishment or your momentum of whatever it is that you were doing, it's going to go down as you explain. And they're going to start seeing that, oh, yeah, you're explaining all of this. So then by the end of it, I can kind of get out of a punishment or something. And so that's something that I'm going to have to work on is making sure I don't over explain things sure. to Jenny. <laughs> Well, and I, you know, I think, you know, like you said, it's easy at this age because we can only give them like two words at a time. Uh, yeah. at, at it's most nasty. For the, it's yeah, hot. Yuck, it's dirty. Yucky. yucky. Yeah, exactly. And to, and just, and, and, and we're trying to already just uh, instill what that means by yeah. every time they do something displeasing, we say those words. So like, yeah, it's like one thing at this point. Um, I think, you know, for me, the best way I want to handle that is philosophy, especially of like, you know, obviously you want to be their friends, but not like too much of their friends. Like you don't want, you want them to not walk all over you and to yeah. like not learn any lessons and to not like, you know, you don't want to just like do everything for them. But I think um, my biggest goal is like, first and foremost, I'm just going to treat her like she's a human, like, and just think of like what, her human needs are at any given time when Mm -hmm. she's going through something when she's having these big feelings like don't look at whatever problem it is as like a small insignificant problem because to her right in those moments it's like the entire world you know like the the other day uh I think I told you or maybe it was just Hovita I don't know but um the day before we went to the zoo I remember it was like getting close to bedtime and she was asking me if she could go outside again and I was like, no, baby, we're not going to go outside. And she starts crying. And she's like, and I was like, no, baby, we're, you know, we've been outside a lot today. We're, we're not going to go outside anymore. And she's crying. And I was like, look, tomorrow we are going to go outside a lot. We're going to be outside for a long time. So we're going we're not, we're going to have big fun tomorrow, but today we're not going to go outside anymore. And she was like, okay. And <laughs> I mean, she's like, not even two, but like, she's, she understands that you just like, that's the thing is like, you can't just be like, no, like no we're not doing that like and with no explanation I mean I mean obviously yeah. like it, it seems like a lot for you know a two-year-old or whatever but just like little explanations and just like helping them to validate their feelings like and help yeah. them through like still set those boundaries like hey we're, we're just because you want it doesn't mean you're gonna get it um and they don't always have to have a solution like oh well you're gonna get it later or whatever yeah like life isn't like that either but you know yeah just an example just having Jenny's to... still at the sorry no you're fine Jenny's still at that stage where she forgets fast um so it'll be like the end of the world for five minutes and then we can redirect her attention or whatever and our biggest thing right now is if she has a toy or something in the car whenever we get to school she has to leave it in the car um sometimes I'll like I let her take I had I let her take one of her little cow figures because I honestly could have cared less if it came back or not. I did but bye. I was like, okay, you can take that in because I, I really don't have the energy to fight with you on it right now. And I don't want to carry a screaming toddler in. And I mean, it came back. They put it back in her backpack. But uh, if I take something from her, like her snack cup, I don't let her take her snack cup because every kid and their mom has that snack or every kid has that snack cup because we found that out with Claire and Ginny um yeah they just think each other's like oh that's mine like they think it's theirs and then also like it I'm not gonna feed the entire class Ginny snacks 
it's how you get hand, foot, and mouth. Um, but that's something right now is that Jenny, she gets frustrated because she wants to take the toy that she has in her hand inside to daycare but we have to leave it in the car so then she gets frustrated and by the time we're halfway to the door she usually gets over it sometimes I give her her water or her pedialyte and she's like oh yeah I'm thirsty my throat hurts from crying and screaming so yeah let me have some of this and she's over it and then it's the same thing whenever I pick her up from daycare like just yesterday she had a ball or a hat or something that she was playing with I've learned anytime she was playing with a toy when I come to pick her up, she wants to take that toy home. Like she's coming to show me. She's like, mama, look. And I'm like, oh yeah, well, let's give it back to your teacher. Let's give it back and you can play with it tomorrow. And so she's still trying to figure out what that, that means. Yes. You can play with it tomorrow. Tomorrow is a thing. Like you will be back and you can play with it again. It's not gone forever. And we're still trying to get over that or like, get over that hump of her figuring it out because that's definitely a struggle to her it feels like it is the end of the world yeah (laughs) definitely understand that and then I feel so bad whenever I'm putting a screaming baby in the car because like she's screaming bloody murder at the top of her lungs and I know every other parent there understands how I feel but I'm just standing there like people probably think I'm torturing my child but but it's it's a struggle. <laughs> I'll tell you, I mean, I, I I know that Jenny's like in daycare, so it's probably more like the daycare teachers that like see their interactions that she has with the other babies than you do. But um, I, you know, Claire does her gymnastics and mm-hmm. um, we also um, go to the library sometimes. Um, we actually went today, but I'll get into that later. But she, um, she sometimes is good at sharing, but sometimes she just thinks everything's her still. And so like, I have that problem of like, still working with her of like, getting her to share and getting her to not try and take toys from other kids. And like today we were at like the story time thing. And she just kept running up to like, other like groups of parents with like their younger babies and like trying to take like their snack cups and stuff. And I'm like, I don't even know these people. And I'm like, no, 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 Claire. And I'm just like, oh, like running around. She's like, got to really work on this one because yeah, she just thinks everything's hers in her world. It is. So like, yeah. why would it be any different here? Um, so just another little hump that we're trying to get through. Yeah. No, Jenny, Jenny definitely has some of that, uh, that we see. And it's, it's just one of those things that I feel like it comes and goes at this age because, there's times whenever we'll take her over to a friend's house and they play together perfectly fine and then some like they're sharing and then all of a sudden one of them picks up one toy and the other one wants it and it's a full-on meltdown and again just trying to have to redirect the attention or figure out a solution um but it's I feel like they're only children they're like they're they're the only children in their household they're trying to figure out how to share and yeah it's just another developmental thing and I mean it's just it's gonna come with us being consistent with them about it so yeah for sure um but one thing that you said earlier it kind of it was about um oh I can't remember it was about like 
whenever the however they're feeling is the end of the world and oh like validating their feelings because like even though it seems like it's something small to us for them at that moment it's like the end of the world it's like the biggest thing yeah there was something I was gonna say on that (laughs) I don't know if I really remember it but I was gonna say that that kind of uh whatever it was it kind of segues into the other side of um boundaries that we haven't really talked about much in this episode and it's kind of like making sure setting the boundaries with parents versus anybody outside of the house um and like I said you said something and it really went well and I can't remember what it was but essentially in my head what I think of in this term and this is more of like um I'm really great with words today <laughs> but it's kind of like in a with a boundary of me and Jake we're like we're your parents we're your safe space and so there are things like you there are feelings that you're gonna feel and there are things that you can tell us that is okay and people outside it's not okay and like I said I really can't remember what you said but it's almost it kind of goes into um like we would never uh the secrets versus surprises type thing uh like you don't an adult would never or nobody should ask you to keep a secret and it's more of like the boundaries of your body pretty much and like nobody's gonna ask you to keep a secret oh yeah like having conversations with your kids like that about like who um who yeah who are your safe people who is Mm -hmm. on the list of people it's like okay sometimes you know mom like the primary person that's going to give you a bath is mom and dad like um sometimes sometimes maybe grandma if you're staying over there and Mm -hmm. you're really need a bath for some reason um but like if somebody else tries to ask you you know do you need a bath the answer is no my mom will take care of it my mom said should I don't like she's the one that gives me baths and, you know stuff mm-hmm. like that like they're uncomfortable conversations but they are conversations that you definitely need to have and you need to have them as early as you can it starts with like things like mm-hmm. being able to name parts of the body correctly so there's no question of like whether or not something is happening, they are able to communicate messages mm-hmm. to you as much as possible. Yeah. And I mean, that was something that whenever we decided to talk about this episode, I was really trying to think of like, what is the best way to do this? Because in my head, to me, like as a person who already knows this stuff, I'm confusing myself on how to teach somebody who doesn't understand this stuff. Because me just being the person I am and overthinking everything I'm sitting here thinking as if I try to explain it to Jenny this way she's not going to get it or if I try to explain it to her this way she's not going to get it because like what you were saying mommy and daddy do this primarily but sometimes it could be grandma sometimes it can be papa sometimes it may be uh like with our in our case like at daycare they change her diaper and so it's going to be about once Ginny, uh, they've said that in the next room, so whenever Ginny moves up in September, that's the room that they start potty training on. Um, and so again, like, we don't really know how our potty training journey is going to go. 
But for as long as Ginny's in diapers or even as long as Ginny is needing assistance going to the potty, like some even somebody just in there having to monitor her, making sure she doesn't pee on the floor, um, we're going to have to be really straightforward with her and be like, did somebody touch you there? Like, nobody, nobody should touch here unless they are wiping and things like that. And we don't take our clothes off because like right now, Ginny... She's learning her parts of the body, so she knows her belly, so she'll take her dress and lift it all the way up and go belly, and at some point, you don't do that anymore, and... Yeah, exactly, and you gotta (laughs) teach them that. Yeah, and I just, in my head, like I said, I just, um, I confuse myself trying to think about it, and I feel like that's just, sometimes too much knowledge is a... Uh, what's the word like uh, like a crutch too much knowledge is, is a crutch sometimes whereas less knowledge it's just like power. hard to yeah it's hard to um explain because you know every little like part of it so it's hard to mm-hmm. break it down for somebody that knows nothing about it and it kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier is at the beginning it, you keep it simple and then as she gets older and as she asks que- as they ask questions and everything then you add a little bit more to it here and there well, and a little bit of it is somewhat instinctual. I mean, like, it's kind of how they start to hide when they go potty, you know? It's like, to some level, I feel like we, as humans, have that, like, innate, like, want to, like, mm-hmm. not be exposed. So, and to and to feel like somebody, like, exposing you is uncomfortable and wrong I don't know I I I think you know even Mm -hmm. because I think that yeah but we don't have to get into that because it just brings me into places that I don't like to send my brain um but it is something I definitely think about and um 100% will be uh, very careful with um teaching my child about because well and see sometimes I feel like the and not to get too far into that topic but to me, sometimes I think it is instinctual, but sometimes I think it's um, based on the household because I know there's some there's some people who the baby runs around in their diaper and that's perfectly fine. And there's some people who the kid like there's times whenever their kids run around completely naked. And I mean, like right now, Ginny can't really do that because she has the brace. There's times where maybe she might be in just a diaper but it's usually only for food um but I mean I know like what we talked about with potty training going a whole weekend in nothing so like going a whole weekend naked just to try to get them to use the potty but I mean I've I know people who their kids run around naked periodically and it's just kind of how they're I mean obviously they don't go to the store naked but it's it's that thing of trying like it's it's okay to do here at the house but you don't do it there but like for Ginny Ginny doesn't run it around naked so it's not even necessarily like she we give her a bath but she doesn't run around naked the house but around the house so in their brain like I'm not a psychologist or anything so I don't know if that would technically trigger the same instinct if that makes sense yeah I mean you you know I think anything that feels like a normal to what they would normally experience you know and I mean 
Claire does, um, I mean, she, we let her, like, run around in a diaper a lot of the time, not a lot of the time, but, like, uh, often in the afternoon after she's, like, trashed her clothes and I've, like, given up the will to put on, like, a second or third outfit, you know, she -hmm. will just be in a diaper or just be in a t-shirt and a diaper or whatever, and, um, but I don't ever let her go out in public like that, like, she always has all her clothes on when she goes out in public, so, you know, I think, and same, I mean, it's kind of, I think it also matters of like what kind of house you grew up in and like what like your parents model um like I grew up in a house where like my dad like he would get home from work and he'd like take a shirt off and like Chris is the exact same way like he'll get home from work and he'll just like be in his pajama bottoms and like no shirt like because he just wants to be comfortable or whatever so I mean that's okay because we're at home and no one's here but like if anyone comes over like we've got all our clothes on and like you know I don't know just well and Jake and I even talked about that is like the whole boundaries of of a person's body in general Jake gives Ginny a bath and I mean I'm sure my dad gave me a bath when I was a baby but like my mom I'm very close with my mom like I've like I've anytime I'm at my mom's house and if I need to talk to her and she's in the bathroom or she's in the shower or changing whatever I go in there I would yeah, never do that matter. with my dad exactly um, and so Jake and I said like I told Jake I was like I've never seen I've known I don't even think I've seen my dad in, even in his underwear and Jake as of right now he changes uh like downstairs if that's where our clothes are because they haven't been taken upstairs yet or whatever and I I just brought it up one day and I was like, at what age is Ginny going to be whenever you stop walking around in your underwear or whenever that's you stop I, changing right in front of that's, her? That's what I say too. And I'm just like, like, I it doesn't necessarily bother me that my dad would just like be without a shirt on. Like, yeah. My, but, my my step like even my stepdad he would walk around in just his shorts. Um, yeah. But like he was like, it's just like a off. guy thing to do. So it's like whatever to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I wonder about that too. Because it's, like, it was one thing when it was just us, you know, like, it was just the two of us, we were just doing yeah. whatever. I, like, I just I don't, don't know what age Jenny's going to be whenever we need to start being, like, okay, we kind of need to watch what she sees of your, like, because we obviously want to teach her, like, boys are different than girls, in a sense, like, but you don't need to see your daddy exposed, <laughs> changing right in front of you (laughs) like all right all right I didn't need all that (laughs) well I'm just saying like 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 uh like if we're talking about like parts of the body and being up front and stuff like at what age like literally what we just asked like at what age is is she going to start really remembering and start knowing like yeah Jake you probably should go upstairs and change in the bedroom and not over here take the clothes with you right like it's it's just something that these are just the things that i think about because i'm just like i i don't know when a child's memory really develops to know if i'm scarring her for life i feel like three see but then there's some things that like i feel my parents got a divorce at four and there are certain things that I feel like I really remember from when my parents were still together. And sometimes it's hard for me to remember like 
I only remember a year of this stuff. Like everything in my head, it, it seems like a lot that I remember. So it very well could be a year. But sometimes when I think about it and I talk with my dad or even my mom, they don't they don't remember how old I was. So I'm like, I feel like I was younger than three, but I don't I mean, know. It's possible, but it's also possible that, like, your brain just retained a lot more of those memories that it could retain during that time because it was, like, you know, it just knew that it was significant. Like, it was the time when your parents were together. You know what I mean? Um, So I mean, I tell my dad all the time, like, I I remember whenever they broke up because it was so traumatic in my life at the time that it just stuck with me all these years. And my yeah, dad is yeah. just surprised that I remember so much of it. Like, like I remember well, so much of that time. That and I bet you it's because you, you know, for as for much back as you could remember before that was like happy times with all your, you know, uh, comfort and stability. And then it was like, oh, this is like less stability. But but see, then I think at the same time, like you'd remember if you were being scarred for life by something that. Well, you don't know you're being you scarred for to. life by something in the middle of it no but i mean your brain may retain it like you don't know that these are the happiest times of your life in the moment of it until later whenever your brain holds on to it so i feel like it'd be the same vice versa yeah fair enough (laughs) well anyways i think this is a good time to go to oh shits no yes do some of those real quick um let's see i'll go first okay trying to think of what my oh shit is um i've got a lot of personal shits right now that (laughs) i won't really get into um but hopefully i will be uh fixing those sometime in the near future um (laughs) i just would say once again moving i'm almost done i think we're a lot closer the room i'm in now is the room that needs the most work which is my office Mm -hmm. but it is going well so yeah there's that um and my oh yeah is um so I am actually like you know pretty introverted and I get pretty anxious and I think I've realized it's pushed people away in my life and like uh or I've lost opportunities to like make closer friends because of it um but so I tried to recognize it today um I have like some people from some women from Claire's gymnastics class that go to the story time at the library like right after and they've invited me a couple of times but it's usually just been a bad time because I had something else going on or whatever or I wasn't feeling well and I've just mm-hmm. not gone um and I was gonna go home and work but then I realized I could like work a little bit later and I just decided to go ahead and go and we went and it was really nice and it was really fun and we had a nice time and they were really nice so yeah I was just like glad that I went glad that Claire had a good time and just proud of myself so yeah that was nice well, that's good. Personal growth for Cora. Yeah, exactly. Caps for Cora. Thanks. Appreciate it. <laughs> How about you? Uh, my oh shit. Really, right now is it's so hot outside, like I said earlier. Yeah. Um, and then I mean there's just a lot going on at work that every day just seems real either either it's super busy where time goes by super fast, or there's it's still super busy, but time goes by super slow. 
and it just changes day to day. Um, my oh yeah is that I'm off Monday and Tuesday for 4th of July. So oh, cool. I'm excited about that. Jake's well, not, fun. so we don't really get like a whole, like he's off Tuesday, but he has still has to work Monday and we're going to Houston this weekend. And I was kind of hoping that we'd be able to have an extended vacation and just come back on Tuesday or something. But since he has to work Monday, we still have to come back on Sunday. Well, I don't know if I have a meeting on Monday yet. I may or may not. But either way, maybe we could do something on Monday. Either Monday, if it's not hot, we could go to the zoo. Right, we could go to the zoo. Or either either way, if it is or isn't hot, there's actually this new Playland place for toddlers. The the open kind of close to where I live, and under two is free to get in. Okay, so, yeah, so I, like, that's interesting. I wanted to go to the Children's Museum there in New Braunfels. Oh, the Children's Museum there, there is so fun. We could definitely do yeah, that. Yeah, and then there's, um, there's this place close to my house. It's, um, catered to the Spectrum, and it's literally Yeah, Morgan's indoor. Wonderland. So it's not Morgan's Wonderland. It's, oh. It's literally called oh. Cater to the Spectrum, and it's an indoor play area, but it has, like, swings that can fit wheelchairs yes, and like different things place. like that uh megan place. megan took adeline and um i mean she said that out of everything morgan's wonderland is like her number one thing to take a kid to and i've wanted to take jenny there but yeah i was this other place it's literally right down the road from the house and i wanted to try it that's cool so yeah we'll definitely have to do something yeah we'll find that out mm-hmm um but everybody else uh thank you guys so much for listening to us um we hope that you found our conversation um insightful and hopefully relatable um and as always if there are other topics that you'd like to hear us cover or maybe you'd like to come on and talk to us yourself share your own story please let us know you can always reach us online at learning on the job moms um, for most of our social media, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. It's the same picture on all of them too. So mm-hmm. you can't miss it. Yeah. Um, if you have any personal stories or any advice about anything that we talked about, anything that Cora and I have said, shown concerns about or haven't yet gotten to, we'll de- we're definitely open to listening to all of that. And we can even share it with the rest of the community so that other moms can be in on it too. Yeah. But thanks for listening. We hope you have a great 4th of July since we won't be talking to you before then. And we'll talk to y'all next time. Bye. Bye.